nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18-hole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com. Keyword passport. Welcome to the family and the Tom Bernard podcast with Hackmaster, Ralph W. Basham, MD. Alex Bernard, Bernard Rasmussen. Co host. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I thought you, you told everybody who was here. We did. You go. I'd... Mom's here. Oh. Co host. Co host, Catherine Brandt. Melissa Bernard and baby Ethan. And Danny Brant Bernard. See, look at that. Ethan, he's all excited. He's like, what? He's got his own he's microphone. He's been introduced on the show. <laughs> Ethan, are you a big shot now? Big smile. He's very <laughs> proud of himself. He's got very a big proud. smile. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. So, Catherine, what's the latest? Uh, well, I sent Andy a couple of, well, one Florida story. This is a very strange state. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. That's true. I mean, you know, it's a subtropical, basically Central America <laughs> attached to the United States. So it's a it's a good one. I don't know. Well, Did Andy put it up on the calendar? I put it up on the uh, cheat thing. Okay, we have a new thing about yes, sending do. you stories. Does Dad know about no, this? No, nobody told me. Okay, about it. you aren't using the Google Sheet. No, Are you where sure? is it? So you haven't been opening news stories all day. 
Oh, is that one? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how to bring that up. They they brought it up for me. So do I just click on Google? I uh, will not. Don't think we should here. worry about it for now. No. I suppose. Yeah, I can I'm help them. I'll go over there. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they I should. That, they should have made that. like a. And do I just hit Gmail? They should have put a shortcut up there or something, a bookmark. They might have it. Well, who knows? Well, but while we're working through that, mm -hmm. can I guess? Can, we, can I just guess what this story might be? Let me just think. It, sure. Once a year, I doubt there's, it. There's the same story that comes out of Florida, just based on how unusual a state it is. That there is so someone someone has has a car, and they say, you know, hey, my car, you know, I'm just I'm just it smells like gasoline all the time. And they look and they take it, oh, well, you have a leak in your gas tank. So what someone will do is they'll say, oh, we have to braze this with a torch. Mm. <laughs> and they'll, take, they'll empty the gas tank, but they will not fill it with water. Yep. <laughs> and they Fumes. just take the braze to that, and the thing blows up. How do you not know better? I don't know, but that's that's a that's my uh, for, a for, former neighbor out in uh, Burbank. He always says, "Oh yeah, once a year, someone uh, you know tries to braze a gas tank that has it filled with fumes and it well, blows it's like, up." It's like the video I saw a few years ago. So there was this guy uh, driving like a tanker, like <laughs> one of those big eighteen-wheeler gas gasoline tankers, and he pulls up into the gas station. And he wants to, he opens up the port on top to see sure. how full the tank is. <laughs> but he can't see inside because it's dark. Oh, no, 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 no. So he well, lights a match. Of course he does. Okay. The entire gas station was obliterated. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. That's not smart. Oh, no, sure. that is not smart. People, people somehow, there are people out there who don't realize that gasoline fumes and matches are... Not a good combo. Because th that situation's an air fuel device. Yeah, that's that's air an air fuel, fuel bomb, basically. Air yeah. Fuel bomb. Yes. Oh, that's man. a Moab, is what it is. Boom. All right, Andy. What am I? What story am I looking for on here? Uh, it would be the third one in the the bottom one. The bottom one. WSVN. Oh, that one's that. Oh, okay. So, are the smaller type ones ones that you put in there? Yes. Oh, okay. So there's three so of there's them. Three of them. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad I know that now. So we're good to go. Um, it won't let me click on it, however. Hmm. <sighs> Why won't it let me click on it? I don't know. I feel right. like it should. Okay. How else can I get? When on I there? click on it. Okay. Do you, you want click me to on read it the story? And then the link <laughs> pops up, and then you click on the link below it. Multiple clickings. Oh, there you go. Okay. Now you, I see. Uni University of Florida researchers use mating snakes to track Burmese pythons. There you go. <laughs> What's that all about? Well, pythons are a huge problem in the Everglades. Right. People were releasing them into the wild for pets. I mean, when they got too big, after they had them as pets for some strange reason, people want these things as a pet. And they are destroying certain ecosystems in Florida. They're eating birds, they're eating native lizards um, that are, you know, they eat the right kind of bugs and all that kind of stuff. So they're, they're basically ruining a lot of the um, Everglades natural habitat. So they've come up with these interesting ways of dealing with them. Hence the story that I sent you, oh, if you'd like to read it. I got it right here. Burmese pythons have decimated ecosystems in South Florida for decades. 
but now researchers at the University of Florida have come up with a sneaky solution to the problem. Melissa Miller is the project lead and research assistant scientist in the major python project to combat the problem. Burmese pythons are having huge impacts on the Everglades ecosystem. The project's leader is an invasive uh, species specialist at the U at uh, UF and said uh, the python's impacts are not only huge but also destructive. They've caused mammal declines in our native mammal populations. They have introduced parasites and pathogens that are getting into native snakes. The university launched the scouting program to study and eventually eliminate the reptiles in the Everglades. And the way they're going about it is by turning previously captured adult snakes into trackers. That's interesting. We take the Burmese pythons, we implant them with two receivers, which are our tracking devices. Then we release those snakes into the environment. The implanted pythons then lead research to other snakes. And since many of the snakes are gathering for mating season, Researchers are using their sex drive to lead to their ultimate demise. Here's what I don't understand, and I'll never understand this about people anyway. So I want a python, so I go out and buy a python, which is not legal anyway, is it? I don't, I don't know. know, actually. Oh, I, I Shouldn't believe be. So, I believe some are that don't grow so big. Oh, I mean, okay. they, you know, that's a good question. Are they completely legal, but there might be kind of legal, some of them? I, yeah, but no one's going to do anything about it. So what amazes me about that, though, is uh, that no U.S. government importation and ownership in the country is illegal. So it's federally Ill illegal. How about oh. an anacondas? That is include anacondas. <laughs> I would assume an anaconda well, would probably it, be in the similar it's situation. It's probably also illegal to have a tiger as a pet. Yeah, but but people, people do, do it, it all the time people in do it. the United States. For it some isn't illegal in some reason. states. <clears throat> How dumb is well, that? Well, if it's federally yeah. illegal, it's illegal. Well, I guess not. Marijuana is that way, too. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. not going to follow the federal law. Owning but a another... tiger is legal in eight states. Oh, Wisconsin's one of them. There you go. So don't Jeez. go across that eastern border. You'll, oh, uh, you'll I bet. Get attacked it, wasn't, by a tiger. Barnum, wasn't Barnum and Bailey in Wisconsin or some circus? Baraboo. Maybe that's why. Yeah, Baraboo, Wisconsin. Okay. Baraboo. Yeah. So maybe that's why it was legal. They're also doing something else. They're putting on collar, collars on possums and raccoons and baiting the pythons. So when they eat a possum, they know where they are and they huh. can track them. There's oh, a yeah. mortality sig signal, apparently, when the possum or the raccoon stops moving and they can run over and shoot the python and then they retrieve the tracker <laughs> huh. because they're good for two years and they're expensive. That's the job I want. Remove, remember <laughs> the movie Spawn came out like probably 15 years ago? I think so, yeah. This black suit, big red cape. I don't know. It came out a few, like a while ago. But So one of the antagonists in Spawn is this evil clown. And he has a backup system to make sure Spawn doesn't kill him. And that is that he has a nuclear bomb attached to his heart, <laughs> and if his heart stops beating, it explodes. I think we should just put those in the possums. I love that. Just blow well, the pythons right up. Well, put it in the python, leave the possum alone, maybe. Here's what I don't understand about this whole thing, to tell you the truth. Uh, people. Let's say you go for a walk around the lake here. You know, Let's go to, walk around Lake uh, Harriet. And you walk past the trash cans, and there's always trash around the trash I know, can. It, I know. I don't know. Well, I think it's because they don't empty them quick enough. Well, so people, it's like if there's or, if they're piled up, what well, do you do? If you touch anything, as we've learned during the pandemic, you will die. 
That's true. Yeah. So, so, that, so people, people don't want to open the trash can because God knows what you get on your hands and you die. But, so, mm. so throw it on the ground is yeah, better? Oh, oh, sure. You throw it next to the trash. Oh, someone else will pick it up. Someone will take care of that problem for Well, you. they did a study, um, the maximum distance, uh, Disney World figured out the maximum distance or the average distance that people will walk to a trash can before they just throw it on the ground. 30 steps. Oh, my God. Yep. How lazy. I, really? I have carried garbage around in my pocket for like eight hours before. Yeah. Right. I carried a little bit of a caribou breakfast sandwich and foil in my pocket all day yep, yesterday exactly. because I didn't have a garbage when Sage wanted me to throw it away. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'll just put it in my pocket. But it's the same thinking that throwing that trash uh, on the, next to the trash can as I want to get a python. Oh, yeah. And they don't get... really think about anyone except for themselves or what they want right now. But they get the python, they decide they don't want it, so they just go release it in the Everglades. Well, and my point is, is that snake tastes good. Yeah. That is true. I have had snake before, well, and it's what, really and why, not why bad. Why do we eat these things? You know, yeah, these pythons, there's a lot of meat on one of those pythons. You know, well, you know, I do tw- wonder if certain snakes taste good, because pythons are predators, and predators generally don't taste good. Rattlesnakes taste good. Predator. I guess yeah, they're that's true. technically yeah. predators, yeah. Yeah, predators. Well, they're getting, I mean, they've pulled 12-foot-long pythons out of, so that's a lot of, it's a lot of meat. a lot. That's a lot. Python, apparently, yeah, python tastes good. So. You get the, you get the skin. You know, Tom's been talking, he's speaking to more than once. He said he wants a, some python shoes. Sure, <laughs> some absolutely. Python shoes. Python cowboy boots. <laughs> now we're talking. Oh, but here's a news story from Broward Palm Beach. Dot com. It's Uh-oh. from 2009, but still. Uh, apparently, pythons have a lot of mercury in them. Ooh. Oh, that would not mercury be Why? Weird. <laughs> I like this con- What are they this, eating that would... I like yeah. this comparison. They have three times more mercury than alligators. Oh, well, okay. Oh, so you probably oh, don't wow. like What mercury does an alligator have? I don't know. It's common knowledge, oh, it's, Andy. It's probably because mercury is a very heavy metal, so it, you know, they're... They're, they live in the swamps and stuff, so it's, I'm guessing. It, yeah, pe- what people yeah. have done, they've thrown stuff in the swamp that's all polluted with heavy metal. Yeah. Not unlike yep. some of the lakes in oh, yeah. Minnesota. Yep, mm-hmm. the Everglades are filthy. You do not want to drink that water. No. No. But pythons are eating things that live in that water, and the pythons are drinking that water, so it's like. Well, so pythons are doing us a favor by getting the mercury out of the water, so maybe they should stay. What do you think? Oh, yeah, there you go. Mercury stores. <laughs> there you have it. Um, did you hear from Timmy yet? Uh, no, I have not. Not for three minutes, I think. Oh, he's not on until 11.20? Correct. All right. Go. Okay, good. I, I, I did not know for sure. We changed the time, kind of moved it around, so I just wanted to make sure. Did. We were on top of it. Uh, Andy sent me this picture. couple fall off balcony together after blistering row. The pair were seen in a struggle on the floor of the balcony before they crashed through the railings and plunged to the concrete. And there's a picture of them both on their way down from the balcony. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Didn't run over to help them. I took a picture of them falling on their... And they're both, by the way, uh, feet up, so their heads are going to hit the uh, ground first. What a mess that is. Yeah, because they're... Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be fist-cuffing on... uh balconies I had well, tiny why, little balconies why does their balcony have an opening no they say they, that broke they, off yeah they smashed through the railing 
Where was this? Uh, where was this again? Pretty crappy balcony. It was in uh, where the hell was this? Is it in the Florida story? No. This oh. is, I think, in the UK. I think it is the UK. I think you're right. Uh, let's see. Oh no, it's St. Petersburg. Really, it is Florida. Florida. No, it's Russia. Saint Saint Russia. Oh, Russia. Saint, Saint Petersburg. It's Russia. Oh, that's right. There is a Saint Petersburg. The, uh, Florida. the original Saint Petersburg. Petersburg. The railings can rust, or the wood can rot, and you know. Once I read the names of the people, I was like, probably not the UK. Olga Volkova and Yevgeny Karligin. <laughs> Those are pretty Russian names. Uh, you want to go over to Yolga and of Laga's house tonight? <laughs> Well, not what? if their balcony is in such disrepair. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Yevgeny Karligin. Yevgeny. Yevgeny. I don't think I've heard Yevgeny before. I think Yevgeny. Russian. Yeah, Yevgeny. Yev- Yevgeny. It's, like, it's like Yevgeny, isn't it? Rather I than think so, yeah. Yevgeny. Yeah. I think Russian sounds like someone speaking English, but in reverse. Like, yeah. have you ever played a CD backward, like mm-hmm. a yes. record backwards? Yes. That's what Russian sounds like. Yeah, you're not like, wrong. Like, <laughs> there you go. You've been just, I think that. very offensive in Russian, by the way. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Speaking of um, Russian stories, I've <laughs> been watching that Inventing Anna. Has anybody been watching that? No, I've heard it's good, though. Uh, Tim's really on. Maybe good. he's watched it. Timmy! Yes, I have seen it, and it's a great show. That's that's uh, Julia Garner from Ozark. Oh. That's and who that is! She is oh, yeah. freaking amazing, isn't she? She's a great she's actor. So oh, my God, good. she's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you like it so far? I do. I don't remember who told me to watch it, and I thought, I, I, I believe I've seen that story before. Or Was there another show about that you know, woman that was pretending to be an heiress? Documentary, for all we know. I mean, that seems to be happening more and more, where you'll have the staircase on HBO Max, and then on Netflix you'll have a documentary on the real case. So it's yeah. quite possible, but <clears throat> speaking of very strange accents, what she has, it's really weird the way she talks the whole time. It's just very bizarre, but it is, it's terrific acting, and it's just one of these deals where how do people keep falling for this shtick? They know they're getting screwed over, but they just keep, I don't know. There's some sort of weird codependency going on or some sort of weird thing. I don't know how deep you are into it. Maybe I shouldn't say too much. But it just seems to me that this woman, she was taking advantage of swindling these rich folks. 
and they knew that they were getting screwed over, yet they could not break ties with her in any sort of way. So, yeah, it's a fascinating show. And, and, and again, just from the acting standpoint, phenomenal. Yeah, I think it, it, it reminds me a lot of um, some other people that are in big trouble from swindling people. <laughs> I mean, she was, she was so smart to get into that swanky hotel with the concierge that can hook you up with almost anything and turn you into a VIP in yeah. Manhattan. So you can start, you know, rubbing elbows with the hoi polloi. Wait, yeah, hoi yeah. polloi is bad, right? They're poor people. I, I always thought hoi polloi was rich people, but it's actually poor people, I think. I call them the hoity-toities. Hoity-toities, exactly. Hoi polloi is just what they eat in Hawaii. No, that's no, there's a poi, I know. <laughs> hoi poi. The hoi polloi poi. There <laughs> And speaking it's, of another person that keeps doing things and they just can't seem to get rid of them, there's a, a, a headline on the Babylon Bee, and I know, Catherine, you love the Babylon Bee on Twitter. I do. I laugh so hard. The headline is, Don Lemon returns to work, disgusted to find female co-hosts even older than they were last week. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a picture I love of that. Him between uh, the younger host, I don't know her name, and then Minnesota's own Poppy Harlow. She's terrific. And then Don Lemon's in the middle with this crabby look on his face like, oh, like I'm here. But uh, uh. talk about a guy who seems to do whatever the hell he wants and they just won't cut ties with him. See, I thought that he was, I thought, I don't know, I saw something. But you never know what's real on the Internet anymore. I thought he was well, fired. Well, the latest is, is that he's coming back to the show, but he had a, a, a sit down with the boss and um, something about he's going to go through some sort of special training for oh. his comments. Like uh, that's going to instantly cure his uh, sensitivity training. Uh, yeah. Don Lemon something has like to that. Do... Sensitivity training. Oh, yeah. that's that's just priceless. Well, if anyone oh, needs sensitivity training, it's Don Lemon. He's a, one of the most insensitive people on oh, earth. He's a terrible person. Well, he's an awful um, human being. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he, he is. Cry. He is yeah, but he... continually, continually stepping in it. It's not, you know, you know, people. Everybody screws up, but this guy sure. is like a, a weekly, if not a twice weekly, three times weekly thing with this guy. Well, he's well, he's job. pretty much he's been untouchable for a long time, mm -hmm. you know. But the uh, not anymore. No, no. Well, he's on thin ice, apparently. Uh, Good. This may be the last straw, but then I'm sure he'll sue them. You know, didn't Cuomo try to sue uh, CNN as well? Yep. And he ended and, up uh, on some other News Nation or something? Yeah, yeah, News Nation where he gets a hundred some thousand viewers per show. And at his peak on CNN, he was getting a million. Yep. There you so, go. yeah, so, you know, the thing that destroys these people isn't necessarily the lack of money. The dude's got money. It's it's the ego that takes such of a huge hit. It's the I'm not getting the attention that I used to get because clearly in this business, whether it be, you know, the, the, the media business where you have, quote unquote, personalities who think they're stars like Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo, um, they're starving for attention. Yes. And I, I don't know. I don't think he was 
that clever enough to say controversial things to actually get ratings. But you got to believe that the ratings have probably risen a little bit thinking, oh, God, we got to tune in Wednesday to see what this idiot says next. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> you know, it might be some sort yeah. of giant underhanded strategy that's going on with this guy, not realizing just how horrible he comes off. You know, yeah. and, and boy, he's just really stepping in a big time. You're not getting canceled? Not yet, but, you know, it seems to be more, uh, you know, depending on what your polit political persuasion is. I mean, some people are more in danger of being canceled than others, you know, depending on what side of the aisle you're on, of course. And uh, I think he pretty much wears it on his sleeve, which side of the aisle he's on. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> does, can does cancellation have to do with the color of your skin? Uh, you not. I I think no. it's just more about just the, the political persuasion. Yeah. Um, although it is pretty amazing, you know, he goes after Nikki Haley, um, and then MSNBC said something about Nikki Haley's skin color and bringing in, uh, you know, catering to white supremacy with her skin color. Some She's weird not thing white. Like She's well, not. that's just it. That's her family's it. from how, India. How is it that you can you can even equate <laughs> the two and say it without getting serious? Now, this was a guess. But again, then you talk to the producers, then you talk to the host, and you're saying, you know, we can't have guests coming on here to say these inflammatory, racially, racial inflammatory things. And they do. And then the view, you know, they keep going after her, too. Yep. It's just like if you're on one side, it just seems to me that you're safe from getting, well, maybe you're not going to get, maybe you could get canceled from a certain amount of, of viewers that actually have scruples. But there are some that just because you align with them politically doesn't matter. You're still in like Flint. I don't get it. I really don't understand. I don't, and I don't know why The View hasn't been canceled since they had Ron Jeremy oh. on as a guest. I know. <laughs> Not really? Is, true, true, truly, I watched. I saw this. I, he was on there promoting. Now, it wasn't promoting something like he was doing a charity event or something. No, he was promoting his best of pornographic DVD. Oh, oh God. my God. Oh, my God. On The View, a woman's program that should, should be speaking to women's... Uh, non uh whatever you want to say non uh, not being used and things like that you know it, it just it is just it was just ter it sickened me to see that i don't you know i don't mind the guy doing his job he's made a living he's he's, no, he's he's notable person around people recognize him but to have him on the view makes no sense no sense at all none okay here's zero. here's the thing from msnbc nikki haley accused of using Quote, her brown skin to launder white supremacy <laughs> on MSNBC. Thanks. Oh, God. Can you, she, I, I mean, no one. I don't care what damn side it is because I don't care about either one of you, right or left. Right. Smack dab in the middle without an affiliation. Yep. Tommy and I are men with no islands, right? <laughs> and maybe exactly the rest true. of you are, too. I don't know. But I know Tommy has been outspoken about it, and so have I. So I don't care. I'm not coming to her defense. I'm, in, I'm coming to the defense of common sense, where where the hell does the common sense, is it any in anybody's brain on either side of the aisle of saying something so damn inflammatory? I just don't get it. I don't understand it either. And by the way, is there a continent 
on this planet where the the people who were born there, grew up there, treat someone who wasn't born there and grew up there differently. Every continent does that. No, our skin color is the proper skin color, and you're wrong. Actually, there is one. What's that? Antarctica. Yeah, that's right. Antarctica is <laughs> the only one. The penguins, the penguins are after each other all the time down there. I understand. Why Amer- Americans want to think that white people are the only racist on Earth is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my entire life. They well, cannot that's why, be that that's stupid. That's why Bill 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 uh, Mars on the hot plate all the time because he had a long discourse on on uh, the history of slavery and with slavery and where it began and mm-hmm. you know basically. Long story short, everywhere. Everywhere. The exception of Antarctica. <laughs> and know? he had that pegged, yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. This so. whole, this whole it, all of this blaming it on white men thing is just to get people to vote for them. That's all. It's about money and votes. That's, that's got nothing to do with your skin color, white or black. They don't care about that. They care about the money. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. Is Nikki Haley a very wealthy person? I mean, can you run for president if you're not a very wealthy person? I don't know. Good question. I think she probably, well, she was a governor of what state? I, I can't remember. I, I think that you get to that level, you South probably Carolina. have, you have, you have your money, you have your donors. I'm sure she's fine. But yeah, I mean, she will need to, she will need to get some serious donations in if she's going to make a run for it. I don't really know much about her. Um, when she announced that she was going to run for president, I was like, "Who? Um, I I don't know. Is she well liked? Is she?" Doing well, she things? was the ambassador to the uh, United Nations, and it happens every time I switch the time here in the podcast. Another damn delivery. So I'm muting. I'll let you know when I'm back in. <laughs> He's getting another. This delivery. will not happen on the morning show on Fridays. I guarantee you that. There we oh, go. Only we, there we, we go. Get... Just covering my ass right up front here. It's not going to okay. happen that way. But I will mute myself and I'll let you know when I'm back. Well, she was the South Carolina House of Representatives. She was in that. She was governor, a governor Carolina. to the state in 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, youngest governor in the nation when she took office in 2011. There you go. Uh, yes, an ambassador to the United Nations. So she's been in politics for a while, but... Um, oh, she's been in politics that long. She's got I just she's don't got, know anything She's got some... About He's got a piece of change. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just, are we ever going re- to gonna get over this thing where you're different than me, therefore I hate you? I, who cares about that? Well, it, interesting. I, now, this is a, a very superficial observation, and I don't mean to cast aspersions, but we, w- we were watching uh, some videos. Uh, my, uh, Josh, had, my son, had uh, put on one of the Bollywood kind of music stations. Right. We're watching the Bollywood, uh, <laughs> the Bollywood um, present, or, you know, these music videos of Bollywood. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've met a lot of uh, people from India that have, you know, really, really dark skin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, that's part of it, part of India. None of the people on these videos had really dark skin. No, I know. It's everywhere. I wish we would admit that. There's racism everywhere and from all cultures and all skin colors. The fact that they think this is a male white guy thing that we made up, get kiss my living ass. Well, skin color, you know, my, uh, my hopefully my future daughter-in-law, 
uh, is from uh, Central America, mm-hmm. and she is embarrassed by tanning too much because her skin gets too dark. There you go. I mean, and I, th- I thought to myself, well, I don't care if you're really tan, you're really dark. Right. But that is a sensitive. And even among black people, there is a, a real concern in certain countries and certain places where if your skin is dark, you're not accepted, you are yep. not, because, and that's why there's this huge sale of, uh, of the skin lightning creams, because it, it is, uh, it, it, it goes, it, you're right, Tom, everywhere in the world, even within certain racial groups and color groups, are, are mean to each other and have bigotry, yep. and I wonder, not racial, but it's bigotry and, uh, you know, isolationism from these, it is, uh, it is a horrible thing. Yet it still goes on, and it's going to go on forever. It is. 1977, I moved to Jacksonville, Florida. Went to work at WAPE in Jacksonville, okay? Uh, Northern Florida is not like Southern Florida or Central Florida at all. It's more like Georgia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Uh, it's all right, like, I'm back. Okay, I'm just uh, wrapping up a quick story here about, we're just talking about how there's racism everywhere, that everybody who has a different skin color than you, dark, light, whatever it is, there's racism around the world, and I'm giving an example. 1977, Jacksonville, Florida. I go downtown. The, the downtown Jacksonville is on an island. There are four different bridges. If I remember correctly, there's four. Four or five, something like that. But I think there's four. The whole downtown, well, the major downtown area is on an island. So I saw that there was a movie playing that I wanted to see. So I drove down to the island. I parked. I went into the movie theater. I watched the movie, and I'm coming out. And as we're all coming out of the theater, I notice I am the only white person in that theater. The only one. And as I'm walking down the street to my car, this guy comes up and he goes, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah. And he goes, you're not from around here, are you? And I said, no, it's my first day in town. He goes, well, let me just say this. Far there's movies down here at the Jacksonville Theater in downtown. It's okay that you were here tonight, but don't even think of coming back. Ooh. Was that racist? I mean, yeah, pretty obviously. Yeah, pretty obviously. There's racism everywhere. And Jesus, I really wish we'd get off this that we got a lock on racism. What a joke. Anyway. It's getting worse, though. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, it is. It it's getting is. worse where, again, you allow, well, it's allowed everywhere. It, it, you know, some sides will call, I'm talking everywhere in the media. <laughs> Think about that. You know, Sansevier and I were having a conversation the other day talking about, you know, right now, you know, if, if you have an a, opinion and an, an Internet connection, you can either be a sports reporter or a, or a movie critic or whatever. I mean, you never really were in journalism, you know, and, and, and Bob and I have both been in those situations where we worked those hundred hour weeks and, and uh, he did the AP. He was an AP reporter for a long time where you didn't even think about slanting any story. I mean, when I was working in newspaper, it was all about objectivity. No matter what feelings you had about a certain subject, it was always about objectivity. Objectivity does not exist in, um, in, in, in media today. It just doesn't, you know? And so I think there's a difference between these hunyucks that are on there now and and the and the Walter well, do you think Walter Cronkite was ever biased? So I suppose maybe he was. 
And he's, you know, certainly Dave Moore never gave any air of no God feeling no. one way or the other. You're Things right. have changed. Journalism, as as we know it, is has been dead for years. It it's turned it into entertainment. Yep. Just yeah. like professional sports, it's entertainment. It's no longer the news. Simple yeah, as infotainment. that. Infotainment. Infotainment <laughs> is maybe the way. But, you know, we're, we're kind of lamenting because we're dinosaurs, right? Yeah. You know, when you're brought up through a system where that's the tenet, that's the main thing that you, you your, guide, your guide, guiding light is being objective. It's so damn simple. I mean, you just cannot show any sort of bias but now it's all about bias and basically all these news um on the left and right these news outlets these national cable or streaming outlets or whatever they are now you know they're basically a mouthpiece for one side or the other and that sucks Yep, you just can't get anything straight anymore you can't get the truth anymore and and tom as a compliment to you i think you're one of the least biased news people around well thank you thank you very much no i I, i'm because you know, you've never in your in your career you've never had this slant. You know, you know, denigrating somebody because of a news story. I mean, we might laugh at maybe their stupidity of doing something like that. Yeah. But it's not has nothing to do with their political commentary, and that's why you know when you reported on nine eleven, I was listening. I go, oh, you just hear you saying the facts, saying the facts. And you said oh, this ain't good. You said you said yourself this ain't good. This is a terrorism attack. First person in the nation to say, this is not good. Yeah, there was KQ Morning Show were the first people in the United States to say this is not an accident. This is a terrorist attack. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and and there's nothing wrong with calling out the bias of a story because what they're delivering to you is misinformation. Yeah. You know, so it's completely all right for us to bitch about how something is biased because that's all it is right now. And, and, and you hear you're stuck trying to weigh it out. It's like, okay, what out of what they reported to us is true? It's just amazing the way that things are written and the way that they're delivered um, from an anchor or whatever. It mm-hmm. just has so much agenda behind it. Oh, yeah, it has, right? it, has to, it has to have this hyperbole. We're going through this with this snowstorm here. So the snowstorm. But every uh, time uh, we have a snowstorm in Minnesota, it's going to be the end of the world. Well, yes. You're never going to be able to snow leave your house baby. again. Yes. Yeah, yesterday yesterday morning, uh, yesterday starting yesterday morning, I had uh, four or five patients to see today. Okay? I was to see four or five patients. I look at the weather forecast. It is not going to start snowing. Not until three, right? Three or mm-hmm. six, six or seven, like depending on where you're So even, it's oh, not going to get back. Now? Every patient canceled their appointment today. I know. It's for so fear of of, of this hyperbole, and it's dr- and that's what drives news. It's this yep. hyperbole that you want to aggravate somebody, anger somebody, or make somebody feel good it has nothing to do with objectivity. I have an appointment at eight p.m. tonight, and I'm like, no, we'll just might we'll be just tough. wait. And see. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see how that works out. I feel ever since COVID. People are more likely to be canceled, and worried about oh, things. That like definitely out. made yes. people more yeah, panicky. Yeah. I yes. don't know. It, this started way before COVID. Oh, this oh, they were canceling school because it might be cold or it might be might be windy or it might snow, you know, 10 years ago. When I was a I kid, they never did. Yeah. So it started somewhere between 10 and 20 years ago. Yeah. So. Well, you know, the thing about canceling school now, I mean, there really shouldn't be a big deal because you should be able to pivot to online learning just like that. Yeah, that's It's not like we used to get snow days once or twice a year where we actually had school off. There's no reason to to pivot to that. But, 
yet at the same time. I know the mm-hmm. couple times at school, because I do have a senior in high school yet. Um, amazingly, they didn't go to online learning for those days. They just called it off, which seemed kind of weird to me. That's what they do but, with my yeah, kids. They did it during day. the pandemic, so why not do it now? You know, but I'm not trying to make an excuse for them calling snow days. But if you're going to do it, and if you're going to really um, be trigger happy about it and, and, and maybe try to be too proactive about it, at least plan out the fact that you can still teach during those days. But again, that doesn't help you with people canceling operations, Ralph. I know, you know, it's it's just crazy the way that they, I call them the weather terrorists, mm. right? <laughs> Oh, it's like it they, 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 they just they blow stuff so far out of proportion. And sometimes it's true, but sometimes it's not. Usually it's not. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. it's hard for schools, too, because they it depends on the family for online learning, if the kid's actually going to do it or not. And it depends on the age of the kid, if they're going to do it or not. Like my kid's school doesn't do online learning at all. And all they've had a lot of snow days. They're so they young, have, I don't think they but could. But they have, their school goes up to eighth grade. Oh, oh eighth wow. graders absolutely could. But they just don't have online learning because the whole school follows the same rules. Because hmm. it's but, K through but, eighth. But they could just say, here is your homework assignment today. Yeah, that's what they used yeah. to do. Here's your They'd homework just be like, yeah, do this. Give, mm-hmm. You can do this and bring, bring it in and tomorrow. And I didn't do it, but they told me to. <laughs> and that's the thing. I My sister-in-law is a, te- a public school teacher, and she's like, the success of any student with online learning depends on most the parents. The parents, yes. Because mm-hmm. oh, they're like, yeah. and if parents aren't home, because they're like, oh, I have to be at work. School's canceled. <laughs> bully for you. Mm-hmm. But like, you just have to sit and watch TV all day because I need to work, even if they're working from home. Because a lot of people don't have the ability to just sit and work on online school work with their kids. Oh, oh so you, you touched on a nurse. So is, is school education? Or a school babysitting. Oh, I like it. Because I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what happened. You know, both parents work. You know, my, my parents worked when I was when I was in my mother started to work when I was in third grade, but they kind of worked their work schedule around in case I had to be home. Yeah, so my mother worked at nights when I was in grade school. And then she transitioned into afternoons or, or during the day. So there was it was, but. Now, no, it's a babysitting service. So well, it, a lot of people can't do that. Like I know one of Fawn's good friends is a single mother of two children. And so she works when her daughter's at school and her son is at daycare. And then when they get home, they're together. Yeah, so yeah, it's a babysitting service. I well, mean, but, you're, you're proving my point. It's a babysitting service. It's not education. That's the that's story. And there's, a lot, and there's a lot of moms both. who do not. There's a lot of moms who do not work. that want their kids in school because it's a babysitting mm-hmm. service. It can be both. I mean, they are getting an education. Well, yeah, it's, it's both. Oh, oh, okay. So it's state. Okay, so if it's both, then let's agree. It's, it's a, we're paying uh, tax money for a babysitting service. But it's not just a babysitting service because well, babysitters just make sure your kids are like fed and alive. Yeah, but okay, that's fine. Or but school, it's still, but still, like if, learning things. So what, whatever percentage that is, we have to agree. Whatever percentage that is, is it a fifty percent babysitting service? Is it a seventy-five percent babysitting service? Because clearly it's not education because they won't do the education at home. I mean, I, I, I you know, bricks and mortar school is 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 a is a. It's like I said, 19th century solution to a 21st century problem. Mm-hmm. So what would be, what would your solution be? There is, there is no perfect solution. There is no perfect choose? solution. I, the, my experience with uh, Josh and Ashley, they decided to leave bricks and mortar school when they, uh, Josh was 14, Ashley was 15. They decided to leave that and, you know, Josh started uh, junior college at 15. 
that was it. And he did most of his homework and studies in about three to four hours in the morning. Did they have tutors or did? They were, they were provided online. They were provided online. Now, but granted, was, we had a manager just... at home. Lindsay was a manager at home for oh, yeah. them. But they did their homework in the morning, finished, finished their, their, their graduate degree or their the GED. When Josh was 15, he had his GED, he went to junior college. Oh, he was, yeah. no, he was 16, well, 15, 16. We clearly need to do something because I, um, a story just came out a couple days ago about New York City schools. Um, 350,000 public school students repeatedly missed school last year, and 45% rate of chronic absenteeism is happening. Mm-hmm. That's my sister. That is mind-boggling my sister-in-law said who's a public school teacher she said that if your attendance is 85 percent or better that you are just incredible and you're just it's amazing how much school you're in because so many people just skip as much school as they possibly can or kids we're all screwed aren't we Mm. (laughs) not necessarily i don't know because there are i just think we have to come up with some different solutions if kids don't want to go to school especially in the inner cities where there's a lot there's a lot of violence Mm -hmm. it's scary Mm -hmm. it's oh it's under even no matter how much money they throw at it the kids still can't read they can't do math they a lot of times don't make it through uh there obviously has to be something else that we do in, in the in schools are yeah. violent. That's why they have police and they have officers there to try to yeah. try to stem some of that violence. But when the police officer steps in, like in the story in Las Vegas, there was a black black child or teenager who was acting for some reason. This the, he, the police officer cuffed them, cuffed two of these kids. Oh, there was a huge upcry. Oh, this is all racism. Yeah, of course, it's racism. It, it, the, <laughs> the officer doesn't interact and, and intervene unless there's an issue. But oh, no, you can't have that. So they're going to pull the police out of there, and it's going to be – I wouldn't send my kid to a public school now, you know, in the inner city, maybe God, out in no. the country. But even then, then you have all the other drug issues there. Yes. We had, we had a police officer in our school out in Rogers. Mm-hmm. We did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there were those kids that came in, and they were, like, threatening to bring weapons to school all of a sudden. There's always going to be shitty teenagers in the school. We had – for some reason, there was – we lived in a rural area with rural-type people, yep. but then there were kids that had been removed from an inner-city school that had been yeah. brought to our school. Yeah, bust and in? Then, yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Yep, they all got bust in. <laughs> and so then all of a sudden there were gang things and there were weapon threats, oh and we needed to be Out in Rog- and... Rogers you're talking about? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, the cops were at our house because Alex didn't want to go to school one day, and I said, well, what's going on? And she said, well... Um, there was there's going to be a bomb threat tomorrow, and I said, "What? Do you, what? In Rogers? What?" Yeah. And um, she wouldn't tell me who it was, who who made the threat. So I, you know, I called the cops. I'm like, I, if there's going to be a bomb threat, I think that this is an appropriate time to actually call police. And they were at our door in about three seconds. <laughs> wow. And school was canceled the next day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, were, were those the same kids, Alex? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So what did they yeah. do? I guess they searched their computers, and I guess the kids thought that it was hilarious. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was oh of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah those we were the our, kind of kids. And we all yeah. had our bags searched for probably like two weeks when we oh, came really? into school. Oh, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. I mean, did they ever do something, or, or, or were they just 
There was only there was one time where there was like a fight between like gang mm. people, and there it was. I'd say maybe ten people total. Yeah. Okay. That got bust in, well, and it was some of them were in one gang, and some of them mm-hmm. were in another, and they had an argument, and some kid got—I don't know if it was stabbed or oh, beaten yeah, well, terribly yeah. or something well, this, like that—but it wasn't at school. Okay, I don't know. This is a bit really big problem because you'd never send your children to a babysitter; it would be violent. It's true. That is true. I love my yeah. my children love their babysitters, and they learn a lot, and it's great. They're always happy to go. They're always happy to go to school. We love their school. I understand that completely. No question about but it. But if there was any issue with violence in that school, you would have. You'd be really worried. My school? Sick. No, the kids. The school that my kids go to would not. They have a zero tolerance for any sort of anything. Any good. Any sort of anything. Seriously, like they do not put. They wouldn't put up with anything. I've never heard of a single issue happening at that school ever. Oh, that's good news. They probably deal with it quietly and efficiently. I don't know that they even happen because, I mean, I know the inside scoop. I'm a substitute. Oh, right. I'm a substitute teacher, so I hear everything that happens. Yeah, you've got the break room stories. I do get the break room stories, <laughs> and there's never been. Instead of the water cooler, it's the yeah. break room. Yeah. <laughs> the mythical teacher's lounge yes. of every kid was always like, what goes on in there? Yeah, they're Do, they, do they smoke in that teacher's lounge? Yeah. Because it's fun to see those old movies where all the teachers are smoking in the lounge. Oh, my gosh. Our school doesn't even have a teacher, teacher's lounge. No? It doesn't? No. It's kind of weird. Well, what I don't know what what they do in the teachers' lounge. Take a break. Get away from those kids. Yeah. No, they have, have a lunch. cigarette. They're, oh, their school <laughs> also. They have a cigarette. Have a smoke. Their school doesn't also also doesn't have a cafeteria. They eat in their classrooms. Huh. That's really? weird. Yeah. So there's no like lunch break. Hmm. You know when the calmest <laughs> time calmest time at North Minneapolis uh, North High School in Minneapolis was? Very very calm for for like a year. I think it was maybe more than that. Uh, was uh, 1970, I think, was it? Maybe 69 might have been the calmest it ever was. You know who the hall monitor was at North High School back then for one year? You. Because he met a, uh, a woman no. uh, from Minneapolis and, and moved here and so he could date her and eventually married her. Not you. Our hall monitor was George Foreman. Oh, really? What? That is, oh, that's right. I forgot about you that. You don't want to cause what? trouble if George Foreman is your hall monitor. I'll tell no. you that. Oh, my gosh. No, yeah, thanks. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. 
How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. But I just, I mean, look at the difference in culture. I mean, when we had one fist fight break out in my high school, one, and we were all just, it was the talk of the, of the school for months and months about how horrible those boys were and yeah. are they going to suspend them are they going to kick them out of school i mean it was just scandalous for somebody to fight in high school yeah. when i was growing yep. up now yeah. now it's just like you know like being on an airplane it's just nothing no now now they are they're glorified and glamorized that is yeah. true yeah it's a different doing world it and, and and i think this kind of comes in where where i came in today on the podcast you're talking about Something happening where a couple of people fell off the building, and yeah. instead of actually helping, people whip out their their, their cameras. Oh yeah, so they want to get yep. the views. So, like, they want to get the million fights views. Fights in school, nobody wants to intervene. <clears throat> they just want to get the the, the uh, viral views out of taping the fight in school. Well, nobody wants to jump in, in a, anymore. A school fight, you can't help. You jo you join in, you're getting suspended with the rest of them. Yep, I yes. suppose. So that's true. That's that. right. You just have to let it happen, basically. Well, I think, Alex, that's the difference. You know, your school is a small private school, and uh, it doesn't have a teacher's union True. telling the teachers that they can't get involved and they can't touch the kids yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's a different, it's a whole different approach. Did yeah. I ever share my story of, oh, boy, okay, so he, ta he taught social studies. I won't say his name, but anybody who went to uh, out in my uh, neck of the woods school out there, there's a teacher that if, say, you're late, he, he puts a, a B for Bell or whatever. Anyway, you get three of these marks, he pulls your hair. Oh, what? And if the, one thing I learned watching others was that if you don't resist, it's kind of like a little tug on your hair and that's it. But almost everybody resists. And he would tear these Ooh. kids out of their chairs both hands on their hair, Ooh. back and forth, like what the hell? You would not wow. believe. He, yeah, it was unbelievable. And and also, this guy had a machete in his closet. Oh, and if you weren't paying attention, I remember oh, one time. Whoops. I'm not what? making this up. Oh, that's assault. One, and, and one time, uh, there was this girl talking during a, a class film because we had those old-fashioned those uh, old -fashioned things called projectors. She's talking during a film. Oh, yeah, we had projectors. Wham! And, oh. and he slammed the machete down on the desk. What? <laughs> on her on desk? <laughs> well, I'm glad we can this laugh is... about it now. Oh, I, I just, it's it's, it's oh, absurdly, absurdly funny. Nobody lost a limb. But it's just, you can laugh at the fact that 
um, you could have teachers that could yank you out of your chair and go to town in your hair, slam you up against the wall, slam you up against lockers. I mean, like that's the way, that's the power teachers had. And that's why you didn't screw around. And that's why you didn't get into trouble in school. And if you did get into trouble in school, your ass was out for a week or two. So you don't, you don't have that. Now, I'm not saying you should arm teachers with machetes or let no. the whole kids' hairs. <laughs> but to say, just stay out of it, just stay out of it. And, you know, for right reason, I mean, self-preservation, right? They don't want to get suspended. They don't want to be accused of being you know, uh, of having a certain attitude or whatever, a certain bias. Yep. So what do right. you do? You implant devices on all of them and just press a button and you shock them? I mean, what the hell? Ooh, I like it. It seems like it, it seems like there's no, there's no way, I, there's no way out now. There's no way out. Are we ever going to get back to normalcy? Are people going to ever think clearly again? Or are we just done I think done this with is that? normal. Yeah, no. Not as long as barbarity is tolerated. Oh, yeah. God. And it is. Let me tell you about one more teacher. This is fifth <laughs> grade. Fifth grade. Now, now we weren't that we're backwards assed out here, but we, you know, um, if somebody was talking, this guy worked in a, I thought he, I don't know, it's science. He had a, a, a sink in the back of his classroom, and he had rags on there. He'd make them chew on dirty rags so they shut up. What? Okay. Oh, I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding you. I could get some people from uh, the old days to tell you the same tales. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this guy, I mean, you wouldn't believe the amounts of dis- And there were there were other teachers, too, that would, you know, you get out of line, you take, they'd take you out of the classroom, slam you up against the lock, locker and give you a talking to. So, yeah, I mean... Times have changed, man. Well, they were more like parole officers than. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and that's what you have to do officers. to teenagers. Well, well teenagers. and look, you, you got that. OK. And then if I would have screwed up in school, guess who I would get, got to meet when I got home? Uh, a a right mm-hmm. county deputy. Yeah. So <laughs> Tim didn't screw around in school. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, but I, I, I you know, I guess it was, there was a rule of you, you lived in somewhat of fear. But, again, it was always up to you, you know, just behave. You do your damn homework. You know, don't talk out of turn. Don't be late for class. I think all those lessons kind of served me well. You know, and fortunately, I didn't learn the hard way. I learned by observing others getting their hair pulled and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember when I was in was either in grade school or it was in middle school they outlawed or banned corporal punishment in the school. And I thought to myself, this ain't good. This yeah. ain't good. <laughs> no, you're right. This ain't good because that was, that was the fear. You, know, you, you got the corporal punishment mm-hmm. you know, from you know, doing something. I said, eh, I don't know if this is so good. So maybe, we should have, maybe we should just go uh, Sharia and have public, uh, kind of, uh, uh, public uh, punishment um, for crimes. I don't know. And I, we always, we always got, you know, had to go clean all the blackboards in the school or scrape gum off of desks or something like that. We always got some terrible job that we had to do when we misbehaved. And that's usually pretty effective, too. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, I never went to Catholic school. My mom did. And she told me a story of one time. She was outside and and a nun slapped one of the students so hard that she could hear it outside. Ooh. Wham. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. For millennials, it's uh, you had to write, I will not do whatever. 
for like a hundred times Bart on a piece Simpson of paper. Yeah, exactly. Bart Simpson. <laughs> yep, I will not talk in class a hundred times yeah. on a piece of paper. That was the thing. Was that effective? It wasn't for me, but it just made me. It just made me more bitter about school. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I already hated it, so now mm. I hate it more. So yeah. your punishment, for, your punishment was schoolwork. So see, that that's counterproductive. That mm-hmm. is counterproductive. Yeah, that's a really right. terrible way of dealing with that. What we, did they do now? I, I guess we wouldn't know. Your kids aren't old enough to get my that kind are, of well, thing. Well, my kids' school, they do something called color changes, where there's a chart in front of the classroom, and everybody has a little envelope on the chart. And everybody starts at green, and then... You get a warning, one warning of anything, whatever it is, climbing up the slide, say. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you do it again, you get a color change, so you change to yellow. Okay. And then if you do it again, you get a color change and change to red. Sure. And then if you do something else, it doesn't need to be the same thing either. It can just be like different bad behaviors. Mm -hmm. And red, you get a call home about this kid just keeps acting whatever and then the last one is black and you have to go to the principal's office and you get sent home oh for the day so but how do you is there any way to reduce your color no it's every day it's new no you start a green every day isn't that sweet you start a green every single day no matter what and i don't think she's never vaughn said that only there's only a couple kids that have ever even got Mm. past orange i think orange is as bad as it's gotten oh yeah all yeah. this talk about school corporal punishment makes me think of this talking on a turn that's a paddling looking <laughs> out the window that's a paddling staring at my handles that's a paddling paddling the school canoe oh you better believe that's a paddling <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we have Kristen on. Yay. Who should be paddled, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. Okay. Uh, well, I don't think that's appropriate in these days. It's really uh, not. Weird. <laughs> Do we have to HR you? Yeah. <laughs> you know what, for us, we if have we had no HR, HR, we yeah. could. <laughs> Actually, we can send Tom to whatever sort of schooling that Don Lemon's going to. Yeah. yeah. There you yeah. Go. Sensitivity training, I bet. There well, you go. Just what gonna he needs. have to. He's terrible. First of all, he's a terrible newsman. He's incredibly arrogant, and he's a jerk. Why would you even want him? Well, his name sounds like a character on a show. Yeah, Don, Don Lemon. Lemon. Don well, Lemon. Well, like Liz yeah. Lemon. Oh, that's true. It sounds like yeah. Guy Smiley from Sesame Street. Guy Smiley. <laughs> yeah. It's like Lemon's not a last name. It's a fruit. Yeah. I actually know. I know two different families with the last name Lemon. I know. Really? Or Lemons. I know a Liz Lemons. Huh. And then uh, one of Fawn's. What's Liz Lemon from? Uh, or no, the Liz Park. Lemon's from. Rack. Yeah, that's Parks and Rec's Liz Lemon. But they're no. no what is her Rock. name? What is her name? Rock. Well, yeah. is it Thirty Rock? Kristen, you need to give Rock. us a judge's oh. ruling on this. Is it Don Lemon or Don Lemon? Because I've heard people Don go both ways. Oh on yeah. That. Oh Fancy. yeah. I've only heard Don Lemon. Don Lemon. I suppose because it rhymes. Sounds kind of hoity-toity. Fancy. Calling Target Target. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I think people that was, say Ralph Lauren instead of Lauren. I've never seen him do it, but apparently, because I don't watch CNN or Fox anymore, I can't stand the negativity. 
But uh, apparently it was, uh, what's his name that gave him that name? Don Lemon. Um, what's his name? Fredo. No, he's the, he's the biggest name? star they got. Tucker Carlson. Oh, oh I'm hearing I'm hearing from friends that Tucker Carlson gave him the name Don Lemon. Okay. Oh. Well, apparently the last name Lemon comes from Middle English Lefman, which means lover. Oh. So it actually doesn't have anything to do with the fruit. Lefman. Huh. Yeah, so Fawn has go. a Fawn has a girl at her dance studio, and they have like it's a family of seven, and all of their last names Lemon. Lemon, 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 huh. Lemon. lemon. Lefman sounds more like a name than Lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Lemon with one M or? It's spelled like the fruit. It's spelled, it's spelled like the fruit. Are there any lemons with two M's? Uh, Probably. In Middle English, there was, oh. but not anymore. So are we going to have to start taking a pool on this about how much longer he's actually going to last? Not He'll much. be on the fiber. We're keeping him. Nope. This is what they said today, and I think this is interesting. And maybe, and I, in some ways, I'm like, I think that this is probably a good decision in the long run because everyone's so concerned about cancel culture. Over at CNN, they said we're looking at accountability. So he's going to be doing some sort of HR lessons, maybe to learn a little bit about ageism and sexism mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and why it's not appropriate in the workplace ever. Um, and then, you know, he's had the warning, he's had the training. And then if he can't do it, then, you know, maybe they'll take stricter uh, measures. But they said he'll be out until Thursday. Oh, now it's Thursday. Yeah, I heard Wednesday. This is the way I feel about it. You can't fix stupid. Yeah, I, I just agree. think that at some point he will he will step in it again. It's inevitable. He yep. will step in it. Yep. I and, think there's uh, also the issue that he's a little bit upset because remember he had his evening show. He's been moved to mornings, where he has a bunch of co-anchors uh, because there's been a big shift over at CNN. And I right. think that you know this is he doesn't want to share the sandbox right now. Hmm. He's used yeah. to being his own star. Their ratings are terrible. Terrible CNN. Well, one one hypothesis I had uh, earlier, Kristen, was that maybe this is all part of a strategy to get people watching the show. Let's see what Don says today. You know, so you know what? I can't believe that Don Lemon united women on all parts of the political spectrum over Nikki Haley, because what he said was incredibly offensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He not only insulted Nikki Haley, but he insulted his two co-anchors next to him and yep. everybody else he works with. It, um, so I was like, well, there you go. This is how you unite people. For the, for That's the, good. For the people who don't know, what did he actually say about he Nikki He said Haley? Nikki Haley was Pastor Prime. Mm-hmm. She's 51, and by the way, Don is 56. <laughs> She's 51. And, and then he maintained that because if you Google it now, you have to Google it, um, women are in their prime in their 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. <laughs> maybe 40s, yes. Well, and then Poppy Harlow women. says, oh, good, I just made it because Poppy Harlow is 40. So she was <laughs> like, that. she went. She kind of went after him. The other one stayed out of it. She oh, figured, God, God, I've, God, I already have enough stuff going on with this guy. I'm staying out of it. But Poppy Harlow, I'm glad that she kind of confronted him. Well, but I like, think she's in shock. I th- didn't you, you look at her when he said that? I think oh, she he was, was doubling down on like what Google says. Yeah. And, you know, it's not me saying it. It's Google. Like just look at the internet. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I, I went. I knew that he was somewhere in his either late 40s or 50s. I went to go and look up his age as I'm watching this clip, and I'm like, okay, he's 56, and he and Nikki Haley both look fine they look great you know like there's nothing to even talk about but we shouldn't be talking about appearance who's in their prime or anything else like that 
because it's just incredibly offensive. And women face this and confront it all the time in the workplace. Ageism, I always say, is the last thing that's being discussed in the workplace for men and women. Well, isn't Um, it ridiculous how he can basically be the most racist human being on earth for how many years and no one gives a crap? But he calls a woman old and all of a sudden that's what's overstepping the bounds? I think it's ridiculous. Well, let it be something. Let it be something. I mean, yeah, I'm glad that he's getting some sort of punishment for being a hateful piece of crap, but it's like... I don't know. Well, no, he's his get- entire brand is being a hateful piece of crap. Why yeah, are you is, mad yeah. about it? So he's so he, so he's in uh, he, he is in sensitivity purgatory for like two days. Yeah, for two days. Oh no! Oh, and I'm sure he'll be paid oh. for it too. So who oh, yeah. cares? Believe me, sooner than later that he steps in it again. I you don't just know. the guy. You start. He's in one of those situations where he's allowed to react. He's just not a talking head. I mean, you know, they're giving their opinions, and soon enough. That guy, it's inevitable. He is going to step in it, and they're going to have to dump him. I I think it's going to be soon. I I would say within the next month. I mean, it's just because think about the things that he said. Well, the news came out. Apparently, this thing that came out about him yelling at the co-anchor for stepping on his lines. Right. Okay, so that came out. And then she was interviewing uh, some big-shot Republican um, and she sourced, or he sourced the New York Post, and then he went on a diatribe about how, oh, is this where we're at now, where we're, you're, we're trusting fake news to be our sources, blah, 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 and kind of just belittled this woman's interview. Uh, so that happened, and then shortly thereafter, this thing with the Nikki Haley comments happened. So it's, it's, they're coming faster and more furious now. And again, no sensitivity training is going to help this guy. I just, again, you can't fix his stupidity. You just can't. And I do think his ego is really coming into play. I I think he's hurting big time because he no longer has this evening show. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Again, his ratings were terrible. What are they supposed to do? It doesn't matter. When you're headlining that show, it's, you know, it's like you think that you're untouchable. Yeah, well, he was the king of the Trump haters, and it, it served him well for a long time. Yeah, yeah. now Trump's yeah. gone. No one cares anymore, but he's yep. still on that, that, uh, that old line. Saw. Yeah. Well, again, you know, these people, they probably have more money than they'll ever need. It's just all about that attention that they need. They right. need to feed that ego. Like Kristen says, it's ego, and if they're not getting the attention, it Again, he's sharing, like she said, that's a great way of putting it, sharing the sandbox with these other two mm-hmm. who are terrific yeah. and have had, you know, tolerated him far more than I certainly ever would have. I mean, you know, yes, you have to be, you have to show some class. But again, Poppy Harlow, my wife, she just cannot believe how uh, Poppy Harlow didn't respond in a more direct way. Or just give him more crap. And I said, you know, sometimes when somebody says something that offensive and that stupid, you're so yeah. taken aback by it that you, you're you dumbfounded. You can't react because you're right. not prepared to react to something that stupid because you never figured they're going to say it. And they do. So it's like, oh, OK, what 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 the hell is going on here? You know, it's, it's, it's a very interesting situation that she's in. But I thought she was terrific the way she pushed back at him. Isn't she from and Minnesota? Didn't really have any good answers, so that was even better. <laughs> yeah, St. Paul. She's from St. Paul. I thought she was from uh, St. Paul. Poppy. Yeah. And who's the other woman on there? It's always got a crabby look on her face. What's her name? Yeah, well, she's got a reason to be crabby because Don Lemon's always jumping down her throat. <laughs> uh, what Why? is her name? I, f- I forget. 
She's the one that, you know, he supposedly yelled at. Oh, I didn't know it was her. I thought it was Poppy Harlow. No, no, no. Poppy. Like Collins he... or something like that. I think it's something like that. Yes. Yeah. Well, the thing with this interview with the Republican um, leader of something or another is that um, Poppy tried to move out of the situation. She she was more encouraging. She said, oh, you know, great, great interview. Uh, let's move on. But Don didn't want to move on. God. You know, let's cut the music. And then I'm going to go on my little diatribe for two minutes. I'm sure the advertisers like that. Producers are probably tearing their hair out saying, oh, my God, what is he doing? He's going off script. So, yeah. Good times. And good times <laughs> indeed. And we are back with Stretch's picks. Who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Um, I, I'm in Kristen's time here, but I just wanted to say that I listened uh, on the, 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 the debut show. Terrific, Tom. I can't wait till Friday. That is if I can make it into the snowmageddon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I plan on being there. Kristen, you were terrific. Thank you. So it's very, very exciting, this new era. And uh, always great to talk with you on Tuesdays. Well, I will tell you this. One of the reasons that show is even in place is because of this show. Because people like listen to this show with the family and, and Ralph and all the other guests that are in during the week. That show was born because this show was enjoyed by a lot of people. So that's great news. Oh, it's terrific. It's terrific. It's such of a great energy going on. I mean, it just, it feels fresh. It feels new. It's, it's terrific, man. It's, 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 I can't wait to, uh, again, try to make it there on Friday. Yeah. What's well, all you can do is <laughs> try. I can get through the two feet of snow out of my driveway. I understand completely. The only thing that I don't like about the show so far is that, uh, and this is true, Brittany upsets me because I think she could beat me up. I don't like that. <laughs> Ex-military gonna teach you a lesson. Just kick my ass right here. Keep you in line, Tom. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. But she's very okay, nice. Okay, well, I'll she talk to you Friday then. All right, Timmy. Thank you, sir. All right, everybody, have a great week. Ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, it's uh, it's been so much. We've had really, really good reaction. I don't know if you have you gotten much uh, personal reaction from being on the show because we've gotten a lot here in, in Minnesota. Yes, lots of social media love, which I appreciate, and Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. See, that's wonderful to hear because I think I think that whole thing comes together so well. Your report every morning now. Uh, Kristen Bird is on the Tom Bernard Morning Show, which is now on. Uh, well, today was the second day, you know. Big so time. There you have it. <laughs> Big it, time. It's really got a long history already. Two. Mm -hmm. uh, Two days, six full hours, it all works out. You know what I really like about the whole situation is that we, because it's a morning show, I'm keeping that whole political edge out of it. And that what we're talking about today is not really talking about politics. We're talking about people who are assholes. There you, there you go. There you go. You know, hand in hand. Of those. I just we're going to have enough material. Yeah, you got enough material. That's exactly right. So, Kristen, how are you doing with that uh, coming on at that time of the day? Well, I will tell you that my cat is loving the hour because <laughs> <laughs> Carl, 
comes about 45 minutes earlier than it used to. So, um, and I will likely never oversleep because he is meowing like before the alarm clock is happening. He's like, this is my day. This oh. Is yes. Linus never misses a meal. So um, my other cat, <laughs> the little one, is pissed. So I'm sorry. <laughs> she is so angry that we've cut into a little bit of her sleeping time and that we're up and around and the house is bustling. So You know what's kind of great for me because we don't have the camera going back at you because uh, you know, you'll yep. be able to see me and it, we don't have it yet, but we will have it all set up. But what's kind of cool is now when you talk, I can see your face because you're on the video every morning. So I just like I talked to you this morning, and I'm kind of when you talk, I'm kind of picturing that that little bit bit of a video that I watched uh, this morning. So it's kind of nice. I can picture you talking now. It's great. Right. I know it's been 11 years without my face. Right. On Skype or Streamyard or something or phone, whatever works. No, I think it's terrific. You're doing a, you're doing a great job, and what I and I re, what I really like about it is with you know Brittany and Rudy being on the show as well. They ask her questions. She, I think you're doing a great job. Seriously, it's only been two days in. I understand, but it, it, I love it. I think it sounds really good. Yay, Kristen! Thank you. Yay, and you guys have great chemistry, so it's nice to you know have Britton and Rudy to bounce off of as well. I'm yeah. still gonna say it again, though it makes me nervous because I think Brittany could beat me up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> she definitely could. But Tom, you need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need do. that. That's exactly. If right. you're mouthing off, you know. Oh, I would worry. I, I, I wouldn't worry about that, Tom, because I think she's close to past her prime. Oh, oh full circle. I, I mean, that's, gonna... that is. Oh, I can't believe someone would Ralph, say that. We are sending you to sensitivity training. But now. I can't Go believe, now. I just cannot <laughs> believe someone would say that, considering the leaders of our presidents have been old guys. All, I mean, he's he's basically a shock jock, if you think about Who's it. Who's that now? Don Lemon. Oh, Don, uh, oh you were back to Don he Lemon? He exists oh, to Don say Lemon. inflammatory things. He might yeah. think that he's some important purveyor of yeah, information. Yeah, he does think But that. no, yeah. he's a shock jock. He's a yeah. prick, too. I, I know some people that know him, and they do not like him. They, apparently, he's just an asshole. Unfortunately. I don't know why hey, he wants to be that way. Can I ask an entertainment question? Forget it. Since Kristen's here, do you know anything about Dead to Me? Have you watched it or the the one with Christina Applegate? Yeah, yeah. Um, this okay. is the final season of it. It's a it really is. good show. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, because she was diagnosed with MS. Yes, like really aggressive, like really it's, aggressive. Yeah, yeah. she's really struggling right now, and she she's actually nominated for a SAG award. The SAG awards are coming up this Sunday, and she's saying like this is her red carpet swan song, at least for now. She's hoping at some point that her MS may go into remission, but right now she's really struggling. And this last season that they filmed, oftentimes they're only shooting her from like the waist up. Because she could barely stand, so she would actually oh. would have crew members holding her legs. Oh, oh. Like, no, yeah. didn't, didn't she have other health problems? She had breast cancer. Breast oh cancer, my yeah. gosh, poor thing. Right. And if anyone, I've actually known Christina Applegate for quite a long time through So You Think You Can Dance. She has done a lot of work with them, and also the Dizzy Feet Foundation, um, oh, yeah. which is now American Dance Movement. But she did a lot of charity work, and I was on the board over there. And uh, she was a dancer growing up, even into her adulthood. So this is really, right now, this is a real struggle for her. God, that's Because I, I've watched that show, and I think she's just absolutely fantastic in that show. 
She's, she's amazing. So she's an amazing good. person. Awesome. Say, she's, too. I've heard nothing but how wonderful she is. And yeah. I, um, she, okay, so she got her start in Married with Children, right? That was her big breakout yep. role. Yep. Yes. That was her big break. What was the, what was in that show, her mother's name, the actress? Does anybody Katie know? Katie Seagal, yeah. Okay, because she, she was brought in in this last couple of episodes and, uh, yeah, this year. I was like, oh my gosh. It's she pretty great. It's pretty she unusual great. to be diagnosed with MS at 50. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Is it? I don't know. It, I don't it, know. It, it's not common, but it's it happens. It yeah. happens. Yeah. Average age of onset is like 30-ish, plus or minus 10 years. Really? Yeah. It's a more more of a young person's disease to get, unfortunately. Oh, well, it's just devastating. Yeah, I know. The, everybody that I know that has been diagnosed with MS, it was bet- like college age up to 30. Yeah, that sounds about well. There's also well, the question of 20s. a lot of people have MS for a very long time before it gets diagnosed because it's it mimics a lot of different things. It's very right. difficult to diagnose. It can cause symptoms and then the symptoms just suddenly go away. It's yeah, it's it's like lupus. It's one of those very difficult oh. to diagnose kind of things. And it's it's one of those strange diseases where some people have it and it really doesn't affect their lives very much. And some people get it so aggressively that it's devastating. That's every autoimmune disease for you. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, so I she have could have had it for 20, 30 years and just not have really known what was going on. Oh, yeah. Montel knows? Williams is someone who has lived with MS. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and that. he stayed in great shape. And, and I, I have a friend who was also a So You Think You Can Dance contestant. And because she was a dancer, she thought it was always like injuries or things like that. So she put off her diagnosis or going mm-hmm. to the doctor quite a bit. But because of her great shape, she only occasionally has flares uh, that she has to worry about, but usually it's in check. On the flip side, you see what Christina um, Applegate is going through. Um, Selma um, Blair is another one who's been affected by it tremendously. Wow. Yeah. That's just, yeah, that's really too bad because uh, I don't know what that means for her. It sounds like she's almost bedridden sometimes, Christina Applegate. Yeah, I, I think it has. She has really struggled, and she's. And I think for her too, being an actress, being a dancer, being someone who's always been in shape, she said some of her treatments caused her to gain, I think, about thirty or forty pounds. So that's been a struggle Ooh. for her, just adjusting yeah. to her new body and what that means. Yeah, that's that's the steroids. Yep, that sure yep. is a lot of swelling. Oh, God. Uh, no, it's again, weight gain. That's, well, a, you, that's yeah, a real thing. Makes you hungry. Well, but it kind of like kicks your whole system into overdrive, so you start eating more to compensate, but you're not really burning more calories. You just kind of feel like you are. Oh, well, that's too bad because that was a great show. I really enjoyed it. It's so good, and yeah, I kind of hope she wins this weekend. Just, I feel like she deserves a win just to have something you know to look forward to, but she is saying this is probably, at least for now, her sort of uh, retiring from public life. Wow. Unless something well, changes. She's been in it for a long time. She was was she a teenager when she was doing Married with Children? She was. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. she was about maybe fourteen when she started the show. Wow. And she was a child actor before that, so she's always been in the public eye. That's too bad. Unfortunately, it is. But uh, God, it just. It, I just looked at something. Did somebody sent me a, a message? Hey, Tom, did you see this? Since February 1st, the Dow Jones is down a thousand points. Yeah. Is that oh, a problem? 
I don't. I don't play the stock no, market. It's a market correction. It's just a market correction because it, well, they said it's because of oh. rates though. There was such a bubble. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the growth in the past, however many years, has been so many times higher than any time else in history. Well, I do you remember can't grow like that. Your mother and I went to uh, to San Francisco. Got up. How long ago was that? That you and I took that trip, Catherine? Like twenty-five years ago, something like that. Uh, which time? We've gone a couple times. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember, but I do remember a guy was driving a Mercedes-Benz, and he had just got new license plates, and his new license plate said Dow 2000. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. How long ago was that? Cool. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, the whole stock market's kind of like basically designed to exponentially grow and then explode yeah i suppose mm-hmm. it's a bubble in the making do you think we have some financial troubles coming our way it depends on i keep on saying this well don't you feel like we're in it we've been in a recession for yes, quite a while absolutely and no one's willing to call it a recession that's what i feel like is so strange well, well if you remember they they just changed the definition of re- recession that's when, what they did, yeah. When it was very clear we were in one, they just changed it. That's hilarious. We'll just change I it. I go to my grocery store sometimes, and listen, it's just me and my husband. And my husband's on tour right now, so I'm only buying food for myself right now in the household. So, But I sit there, and sometimes I'm like, okay, I bought five items, and they're like $75. And I'm like, what did oh, I just buy? Crazy. I Yesterday, I went grocery shopping with the kids, and I, after checkout, I was – in shock for like two hours after how expensive my groceries were for the week. Four bags of groceries is like 200 bucks now. It's like $274. It's mm-hmm. $274? On Jesus. groceries yep. for meals this week and like snacks. That's it. Uh, it's insane. Yeah. Well, well, it's, it's, you know, calories can be cheaper. That's, that's, that is that's true. And, and yeah. so, so, so you have this. Lentils and beans. There you, you go. You know, you have these. Uh, no, I'm talking about fast food. Yeah, fast food is. Yeah. You go to fast food and then calories. I know. Yeah. But for people who don't have that money, there's your there's your calories right there. You put, you're pushing them to that kind of a diet. Yeah, it's healthier to do lentils and beans, though. Lentils, <laughs> beans, rice. There's all sorts of. You can get um, some forms of pork are like a buck seventy a pound. So you can eat well on a budget. You just have to be willing to eat well on a budget. And cook. Yeah. And cook. Yeah. And yes. cook. That's really the biggest people, thing. They would rather, yeah, eat Whoppers and die young. There yeah. are TikTok accounts now of women that shop at, like, the $1.25 store and show, like, people how to make affordable meals for their family because there are a lot of families that are struggling right now just with inflation. Sure. Yeah, and you can do it. Jobs. And they're like, look at the, you can make this nutritious. And they pick up like the can of beans and they pick up the meat and the rice and they show you like how you can make meals. And they're like, fed is best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that's true. Well, just basically, well, it's, it's depression era cooking, basically. You get all these cheap grains and meat, you throw them all in a pot and you make like, you know, yeah. 10 pounds of food at a time mm-hmm. and you just eat that for the week. Yep. God, yeah. I, when I meal plan, I basically just Google meals that sound interesting and then i find a blog that has the recipe and because then I, it shows everything that you need and stuff and yesterday i was meal planning and i was like oh i want some type of i have a big thing of ricotta that i need to use up so i was like some type of ricotta pasta and she there was i found a blog and each 
thing in the recipe it said how much it costs to have it in the recipe like the certain amount of each thing it's like this 84 cents this a dollar 25 and so our whole thing is about eating well on a budget oh by the way that frittata was delicious that's why Isn't you had the ricotta cheese that's why right? i had the ricotta cheese because i had leftover ricotta from the frittata ricotta frittata, ricotta frittata. Oh, it I was so it, it was so good isn't it delicious i so have delicious. my last piece waiting for me at home for lunch today and i'm very excited well that website that you sent me that that recipe was on had a whole load of different yes. kinds of frittatas yeah. what was it i think Eat? it was eating well Eating well, yeah, that Wasn't was it? really good. Yeah, but you have yeah. you have these eggs that are so expensive. And well, it only uses, twelve bucks a dozen. And he uses eight eggs. <laughs> yeah, it is eight <laughs> eggs. Yeah. So it was ex- it was an expensive frittata, well, but it was I mean, delicious. I don't know if anybody has gone out to a restaurant lately, and it's not uncommon to see a forty-five, fifty-five dollar entree. Now. Oh yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. And if it's you got incredible. steak, if you got steak on that uh, menu, it's about seventy bucks now. A yeah, lot of it can be a seventy dollars steak. Jesus, it's crazy. It's oh, yeah. A little spendy. That's why they should bring back Mister Steak. I think it was like three dollars. <laughs> Mister Steak. That's an incredible <laughs> quality meat. Is that a good steak though? Probably not. I was going to say that's the that's the question. Take them, I get it. By, yeah. by yeah. yesteryear's standards, it probably was. Yeah, they're mark they're marking up the meat. Um, they're marking up the meat, and it might be maybe four hundred percent. Yeah, it's because, crazy. Yeah, you know, it's a lot. You know, a six-ounce fillet purchased wholesale that may that is not necessarily prime is is not that expensive. It, it, you know, you uh-huh. I mean, if you're in particular if you're buying the if, if you buy the whole uh, loin, uh, which by the way oh, is not yeah. kosher, you buy the whole loin and you break that down yourself in the in in your in your restaurant, it's just not that expensive. No, it's not super cheap. I mean, you can get a decent um, beef tenderloin at Costco for not too much money. But when you go to like Byerly's or down here in at Publix, they're still pricey. Oh yeah. Well, that's my point. But I'm talking about wholesale. Restaurants are buying wholesale. Oh, they're not totally buying. You know, right, they're not yeah, buying right. from Byerly's. Byerly's yeah, marketing stuff. I mean, of course, there's Wagyu. There's all the other mm-hmm. l- levels of, right. of um, meat, uh, meat <coughs> moral superiority. But, you know, you, you, for a standard kind of steak that you get in most places, you're buying from stockyard meats. It is not – it's just not that expensive. And they are, they are marking it up incredibly. At $75 to $100, you know, and it's $150 to $200 if you're getting a Wagyu piece. It's just – Yeah, restaurants are a ripoff, absolutely. Well, a lot of people will not will not cook. They just don't. No, cook. a lot of There's people. A ton won't. of people yeah. that will not cook because mm-hmm. calories are cheaper elsewhere. That's the that's the well, whole point. And that's the or problem. they just can't be bothered. That's, yeah. that's, that's the problem the in America. The, the problem in America is calories are too cheap. Yeah, and that's why people are eating the fast food. That's why we have the obesity problem. That's why we have all these other issues that come along with that. Calories are cheap, the, but nutrients are expensive. Yep. You can do the Don Brandt special. He used to buy the cheapest steak, and there was something called Accent, I think. It was a oh, yeah. meat yeah. Tender, oh, yeah. yep. tenderizer. Accent and then he is um, pound, MSG. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he would pound Sounds. the crap out of the steak with some sort of a tenderizer. Meat yep. Tenderizer, and that's what we had. That was steak to us. Yep. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> All right, that's, that's going to do it for today. Now, Kristen, we'll talk to you tomorrow, and we'll talk to everybody right. else tomorrow after that. Mm-hmm. All right, have a good day. Yeah.